0: Hello, welcome into the show. It's Pebble Week. Although they're only going to play it uh twice, but still it is Pebble Beach Week. Uh after last week, which was a great tournament, first real tournament of the year at Tory Pines. That was that was a hell of a tournament. Uh I really had I had a decent stake in Jason Day. So I was definitely rooting for him, but it wasn't a huge piece. It was a bet after the second round. It was like 45 to 1. I took Day, I took a couple other guys, took a Palmer top 10, it didn't work out. Uh, yeah, so I was really just rooting for Jason Day, but once he fell off, I would have liked to have seen uh, Will Z win the tournament, but can't hate on Luke List. I mean, I've bet him before, I know a lot of people that bet golf pretty regularly like Luke List a lot, so happy for them, they they definitely probably made a a pretty nice piece on that one. So yeah, I mean, it was a really good tournament. I mean, it was the first real course they played this year. I mean, it was a long course. You got to hit your driver. Uh, you gotta you gotta scramble up and down. You gotta save par. It was one of those weeks. It felt like golf was actually back because you get the Amex and you get some of these other events that feel very, I don't know, very easy, very just very preseason like if there ever was a golf preseason, and then you finally get to a place like Torrey Pines now where it's a real. Event with a real field and it was it was fun to watch, and I was happy it ended on Saturday too, so we could watch two amazing football games on Sunday because if I had to go back and forth the TVs that would have been that would have been a nightmare, so that was good too, so they should probably continue to do that during football season. Uh, keep those events and then on Saturday, but now we 're back to thursday sunday it 's pebble, and uh, then there 's monterey and there's spyglass the three course rotation again, just like the Amex, which I mean i 'm not thrilled about i 'm really not a fan of of this tournament to begin with. The coverage is pretty shitty. It's just something that I, I'm not a fan of. Two of the three courses don't even have shy tracker, which is huge for me. Especially if you're at work or you're home or whatever you're doing. And you're trying to keep track of your players. They have no shit. You just, you know, score changes. There's no, you can't see. He hit a 275 to the right fairway. 120 and you don't you don't get that shit on spyglass and Monterey, which is a whole, whole different issue. But regardless, let's get into this... Uh, this tournament. So it's Pebble Beach, it's, I mean it's it's the main course they played for two rounds, then you have Spyglass and Monterey. They're all similar size, 6900, 7000 yards. Uh the regular course with Pebble and then Spyglass are 72s and then Monterey is a 71. Uh and they're all public greens, which is actually I think the first time this has happened this year. So that's also something to note. Uh really distance doesn't matter here. The uh the fairways are pretty wide. The The holes are pretty short. Uh, it's really about you're going to get yourself inside a 150. Can you throw that wedge at 10 feet and can you make a putt? That's pretty much this course, which, as we know, brings everybody into the field. It's not like Torrey Pines where pretty much a select few guys can win at the top of the board and then any guys that can drive it well, like, like Luke List. It's not like that this week. Anybody can win. That's why you see guys win here at, you know, 400 to 1, like that fat lefty did, whatever the hell his name was. Uh, Potter, Ted Potter. <clears throat> but, yeah, he, uh, he came in here, he won. It was a course where, you know, you just got to get hot with the wedges. And, and these guys are pros. They can they can hit wedges close. And they can make putts. So, it, that's basically what it's going to be. It's going to be, you know, like John Romm said, it's going to be a putting contest this week. Uh, the greens are also small. Uh, so if there is one defense is that if you are missing greens, you got to get up and down. And the greens are confusing. So, if you're a guy who hasn't played here much or at all, you might not know some of these tricky reads. And if you're putting from six feet, for par, those could be bogeys, and bogeys will put you way behind the field because you're going to have to get close to 20 under to win. So, what am I looking for? Uh, I like someone who's still accurate off the tee. Uh, it's not a big piece of the puzzle this week for me, but I think you want someone that can still put it in the fairway consistently because you don't want to be hitting out of the rough anywhere. I mean... There are courts where it's like, oh, you can give yourself a better angle. It's more important to be on the right side than the fairway and all this crap. No. You want to be hitting from the short grass, all right? You're playing against 150 other guys. If you're not hitting the fairways, the chances of you coming in first place this week are pretty slim, okay? So, I do want guys to hit the fairway. Not a major part, but I do want some level of accuracy off the tip. Uh, and then it's just all about your wide and, and uh, short iron. That's it, man. Can you hit an 8-iron close? Can you hit a pitching wedge close? Can you hit a sandwich close? A gap wedge? Whatever. Can you get these clubs within 15, 10 feet? And then it's all about rolling the rock. So that's pretty much pot luck. But I think with greens like this, it does matter if you played here before because it's going to be a tricky course with tricky reads. There's going to be extra movement on these greens in terms of how many players are coming through because now you get these these celebrity wannabe PGA players that want to go out there and play in this Pro-Am, which... I'm not thrilled about, but it's just extra footsteps on the green. It's going to make it even more tricky. It's going to make it even more random, and it's going to just be tougher. So, I mean, you want these guys that have seen this stuff before and have had success here as well. So, yeah, I want a guy who puts in the fairway, hits his wedges, and can get hot with the putter. Which I mean, is really any of these guys, but there are some that are better than others. Uh, all right, let let's get into this the odds board here. So the top of the board, uh, inside of twenty to one now. Uh, some of these guys might come in at 22 or 24, but I'm specifically talking about speeth and Day. Let me just read through. So you got Cantley at 750, Berger 12, Willie Z 16, Spieth and Day are 18. Spieth and Day you can find a 20 and 22 in a lot of places um, where I bet I have Spieth at an 18. So that's what I got. There's probably a 20 somewhere. I got Lazy. I just want to take him. Uh, he always plays well here. Uh, If it's not a long shot that wins, it's usually a guy at the top of the board. So Spieth really fits the mold. And it, this seems fair. I mean, it just does. I mean, there was a 22 at there early. I didn't really jump at it. Uh, I jumped on someone else who was 28-1. to 1. I will get there in a sec. But, no, Spieth, he's... Courses where a driver isn't, like, the primary, like, you have to make sure you're, you know, 315 in the fairway. When the courses aren't like that... And it just becomes one of these wedge and putting contests. I mean, this is where Speed's going to excel. <laughs> great short game, so if he does miss a green, I mean, he can definitely get up and down. We know that. He's a great scrambler. But he's a guy that can get high with the putter. He can get in fuego with his wedges and short irons. So it just seems very fair. And in a field like this, you're getting nearly 20-1 to one on this guy. And, of course, he's dominated his entire career. I mean, he he's owned this place. Let me see his uh, – I think he's won twice here. Uh, let me see. He's a hundred and fifth of my model. I thought I type his name, but I, I see. I'm not worried about his form. Like I mean, he struggled last last year at the Farmers, obviously. Uh, he came in twenty first to century. It was a horrible on approach, but I want to see what he's done here. Yeah, look at his third ninth forty fifth twenty one twenty one seven four six twenty two. The guy owns this place. All right, he's a he's a great bet this week. I I love Jordan Speed. I think he's gonna win. He'll probably be my one and done pick. I want to keep an eye on what people say because if he starts getting really popular, then I gotta worry about one and done in terms of his ownership, and then I'm gonna have to look elsewhere. But at this point, it doesn't seem like he's getting too much buzz. So Spieth, uh probably the one and done. Already bet him this week. And yeah, I am. I'm pretty all in on speed. He'll be a big DraftKings play as well. I don't even believe he's 10k. He's 10.3, excuse me. But yes, Speith is my is my first bet. Jason Day, he's obviously gonna be popular. <laughs> Uh, probably should have won last week. Uh, didn't. Had a couple of, after he made that shot in 14 from the fairway, I don't think he hit one good shot after that, which was just, I don't know, pretty interesting to say the least. Uh, but no, Jason Day is 18 here. You can find 20s and 22s, but I'm not going to bet him. Uh, speed's my guy in this range, but I understand if you want to go to Jason Day. Uh, I mean, he's another one he dominates his course. He's good with his wedges. He can get really hot with the putter. Like we understand. So, yeah. If you want day, go for it. I'm not touching the other guys. Cantley, Burgers, Zalatouris. Just too short for me. They all can win, but I won't be betting it. Uh, next range. Uh, only five guys in this range. Rose, 22. Tringali, 22. Power, McNeely, 27. Fitz, 31. Uh, I bet Justin Rose, a 28 at another book. I believe it was Caesar's Sportsbook. Uh, yeah, Rose played great last week. and I, I mean, he's a driver of the ball, which, I mean, doesn't really matter here, which is... Whatever, he may not be the best fit in the world for this course, but one, he's number one in my uh, in my model here, but he's just, he's playing well. I mean, he's gained on approach. Of both events he's played this year, he's gained on the greens. Uh, he was great, uh, yeah, it was all approach last week, actually. He was good around the green last week, and the and Farmers is a tough course. Granted, it's one of those long courses that he probably plays well at, but um, yeah, it's a... Uh, it's, uh, It's interesting. He hasn't played here in four years. He came in 6-39. He has good history here. I mean, the sixth place, granted, it was years ago, but it's just good to know the guy's played well here before. I mean, he's putting well, which, I mean, is is random. I get that, but, I mean, it's good to see that he's actually, you know, he's seeing the reads well, he's hitting the ball well on the greens, all that good stuff. Uh, On approach, he killed it last week. He was great. And, I mean, if it wasn't, if Rose would have just said, let's try and make a birdie here and not try and rip one from 250, uh, he could have been in that playoff last week. And I get it's a completely different course he's playing, and it's it's maybe less of a fit for him. Good being what his what his strengths are, but I mean he's playing well in a field like this, and you're getting you know almost thirty to one on him. Uh, and he's arguably the best player in the field besides Cantlay. Like when he's playing his best, I mean he's probably better than Will Z. He's, he's better than Berger. Uh, maybe you know he had, a, he had a tough year last year. He didn't play great last year, but maybe this is. You know, maybe Rose has a bounce back here. I mean, I don't think he's just ba- a bad golfer. So maybe this is the start of something. Uh, you get me a nice, I feel like a nice value with 28 on his board. I'm in on Justin Rose. And then you get these other guys here, Power, McNeely. Uh, they're both playing well. I see a lot of buzz at McNeely this week. I'm not going to get there. I'm not really big fans of betting guys like this at 27 to 1. Like I look down the board, I see guys like Hughes, Bazadenhout, You know Palmer. Like what, I know Palmer hasn't played well here, but like, what's the difference? I mean, really, I'm gonna pay twenty-seven one for power because you know he's hitting a good golf ball. I mean, good for him. I mean, McNeely was the chalk last week, so maybe that he kind of didn't do much for everyone last week. Then anything came inside the, the top twenty. Maybe, uh, maybe he wins this week when enough people off him. But it still seems like there's enough buzz on McNeely that he's gonna he's gonna get some steam. So. <laughs> I'm not there with those guys. Tringali, I actually, I'm a big Tringali guy. I mean, he's, a, he's really, at least last year, he was a top 20 machine. He was big for me on DraftKings last week. He was low-owned, and he played great. Uh, yeah, but 22-1, to one, no, no thank you. Sorry. You win, good for you. And then Fitzpatrick, who doesn't, he feels like he should play well here, but his history doesn't really suggest that. Uh, he wasn't playing well at the end of last year, apparently, as he's 138th in this thing. Um. Yeah. Sixtieth and a miscut at the problem. I mean, that it just doesn't make sense. Like he fe- he feels like he's a, a pretty good fit here, but he just doesn't play well here. So I'm not gonna get behind it, <clears throat> especially at thirty-one to one. I'm just I'm just not there. <clears throat> now let's go to the this middle range. You got Pereira, Lantel, Palmer, Bazeen, and Hughes all at forty-one. Streelman at forty-six. Matt Jones, Kisner, Harmon, Knox, McCarthy at fifty. Thompson and Hoagie at 55. Okay. Now, this is an interesting range, to say the least. My favorite in this range, if you didn't want to count course history, is probably Bezade and Hout. Because he's so good with his wedges and his putter he can get so hot with, and he's good around the greens, but he's a horrible driver. And this course, it doesn't matter. So if the guy can just put it on the fairway and give himself a good second shots at a course where the driver isn't, it's not a very demanding driver course, as I've said 20 times. He, it, it, it just feels like he can play well here. Will I bet it? I don't know. But it feels like a potential bet. I just wish he had just a couple around that he's seen this course, he's seen the reads, and you know, all that good stuff. But it's just, I don't know, it, it's a tough call. I'm on the fence on it. Then you got guys like Mac Hughes, Mito Pereira, Lonto, Palmer. I'm not really thrilled about this range. Lonto's interesting. He played good here last year, and he played well last week and the week before, I'm pretty sure. So Lonto's interesting. Palmer doesn't have a good history here, so I'm really not there with him. Mito, uh, really impressive last week. At the farmers, because a lot of his a lot of his play last year was through that swing season where you're playing like these resort courses they're very easy, they're not very demanding. He showed up at the farmers at the most demanding course this year, and he he hung in there he played well, which is impressive, and now it's an easier course, kind of more similar to what he was really succeeding on in those fall months but I don't know if I can get there forty one to one These odds feel very suppressed now that I'm looking at him Um... Very interesting. I feel like there are better numbers. These are probably the worst numbers you're going to find, to be honest. Fandle's really, really knocking these guys down. All right, so the 41s, whatever. Streelman is 46. I'm not going to get there, but I understand if you do. He's, he owns his course. Maybe a top 20 at, like, I don't know, plus 220. It probably is plus 230. Uh Yeah, so that that's pretty much it for that. And then the 50s, Kisner, Jones, Harmon, Knox, McCarthy, Hoagie, and Thompson. Hoagie and Thompson are interesting for me. I mean, Hoagie has just been hitting the, hitting a great golf ball. And Michael Tom Michael Thompson also, since that first event, he's been good. Uh, so I'm I'm kind of digging Michael Thompson uh, and Hoagie. But these numbers feel short. Like, you're going to go down this board. You're going to see guys that are, like, of this same caliber, a golfer, at 80, 100, 150 to 1. Am I really going to bet Hoagie at 55 or Thompson at 55 or Harmon at 50 or Knox at 50? Or any of these guys. Probably not. So I don't want to spend too much time in this in this middle range. But yeah, I Tom Hoagie is is probably of the most interest because he's playing the best in this range. Then Bazad and Halanto, Pereira are uh, are pretty interesting. I don't know if I'll bet one of them. We'll see. Right now my only bets are Spieth and Rose. So now let's go to the sixty-five to like eighty range. You got Hoffman, Glover, Kirk, Kucher. Putnam, wow, okay. Uh Thigala and Woodley. So I saw Thigala at like a hundred and one, a hundred and thirty to one, and I saw Putnam close at eighty and a hundred. So they definitely got bet down. Putnam seems like a very popular pick and for good reason. He's playing well and he's a great putter on this surface. He's putt well here before Pebble and uh, and and these uh these three courses. So I mean Putnam I get will I get there at sixty five? Probably not. Uh, maybe if I could find 100 or 80, I can get there. Thigallo's interesting. I mean, he's just been playing well. He had a good week at the Amex, which is another one of these short, you know, three-course rotation events. And then he played well at the Farmers. Granted, there's no real correlation between that, But, I mean, he goes to these tough courses. He plays well. I mean, he's putted decent, too. I mean, why can't he come to Pebble and play well in a weaker field? Can you find better than 65? Once again, yeah, you probably can. But even at 65, that seems really short. Like, he's probably a better player than these guys at 50-1. to Granted, these guys at 50 have been around longer. and Most of them have seen this course before. But Thagala's probably a better player. So why not? And and you could probably find way, way bigger numbers on, on Thigala, and even Putnam. So I like both of them. Hoffman, I wish he had a round under his belt, but... We haven't seen that yet, so it's tough to get behind him at 65. Kirk hasn't been playing too great, uh, at least these last few rounds. Uh, he's still 47th in my model, but ideally it's a course you would think he plays well at. What's his course history? What has Chris Kirk been doing at Pebble this year? He missed a cut at the Amex, 27th at the Sony. Yeah, he came 16th last year. He had two missed cuts prior to that, a 39th. Right, so he came in second You know, nine years ago. But, I mean, last year he came in 16th, which, I mean, I guess that says something. I don't know if I want to get behind it. It feels like he's not playing great right now. But, uh, yeah, he's interesting. Glover's interesting. I mean, you would think, again, this is this course is probably right up his alley. Uh, so Glover is is definitely someone of interest, you, you'd think. He's 94th in my model, which is kind of weird. But he's good on approaching. He's good from 150 to 125. Uh, he sucks around the green. He sucks at putting. So we know that with Lucas Clover, that that, that's been his thing for, for a long time. Uh, At this course, he came in 50th, 7th, and 11th his last three times. The 11th was in 2016, the 7th, 2019, last year 50th. So decent, uh, decent, you know, success here, which I guess doesn't matter. I just want to see if these guys have had modicum of success, any modicum of success at this course, because you want to know they've seen the reads, they've seen the layout, because it is a very unique course. So yes, it's easier Especially all three of them, but you want some sort of course history here. Uh, so, yeah, Glover at 65 interesting. I probably won't get to any of these guys. At the 65 range, the Gala is probably the only one. Uh, if Putnam does an 80 or 100, I'll probably just follow a bunch of other people and roll with that. Okay, and then you get to the 75 to like 80 90 range. Rye at 75, then Sned's at 80, Damon, Sink, Perez, Mitchell, Schwartzl, Rogers also at 80, Reeve, Moore, and Sig are at 90. Uh, in this range, I mean, you don't get a lot of winners from here. You really don't get winners from this like, you know, 25 to, like, I don't know, 110, 120 range. It's really, you're either going to get, like, 301 or you're going to get, like, you know, 15-1. But, regardless, this range, there are a few guys here that I think could play well. Perez had a great week at the Farmers. Um, he was another big DraftKings player for me. He really came through. Uh, he had a good week. Snedeker, he's won here, I think, twice. Uh, granted, it was a while ago. But, I mean, he's shown some life, these, uh... These last couple of weeks, so I mean, he could maybe come here and perform well. Who knows? Uh, Rye, you know, he's had back-to-back really nice weeks. Last week was really good, but now you're going to a course where, you know, you really don't got to hit the driver. Well, he's a very good ballster. Go to his long irons. Now it's more touch, more from 110, more from, you know, maybe you have to get up and down. So I don't know. Rye's horrible around the greens. So I'm not really there with Aaron Rye, especially at 75. There are guys down this border that like better. Damon's interesting. Uh, I can get behind him. Mitchell, not for me. Sink, I mean, he's he's low-key got a lot of distance. So, I mean, Sink, maybe he's not like this quote-unquote short course guy. But, I mean, he did have good success at the Heritage. I don't want to say it's similar, but it is a shorter course. So, maybe Sink. I like Charles Schwartzel. Um No real reason, no numbers reason, but um I like Schwartzel. I really do. Uh, when he's playing well, he's very good with his as He can he's a, he can get very hot with the putter, and traditionally he is a, a decent you know putter. So uh, he can he played there once. It was two years ago, twenty twenty. Yeah, he came in fifth. That's, that's not bad. Uh, yeah, I like Schwartzel. Eighty to one seems a little short. There's got to be bigger numbers out there than eighty, but I I like Schwartzel, and I don't hear a lot of people talking about him. Uh, just from what I see first glance, but I really. I think Schwartz could play well this week. I think he's worth it. I'm definitely gonna be playing him on DraftKings at probably less than one percent ownership. So yeah, I'm I'm there in this range. Schwartzel and Perez are probably my two guys. And then you go to these '90s with Taylor Moore, who gets he's getting a lot of buzz, and Grayson Sick, who's also been playing well. I like both of them. Uh, will I bet him to win? I don't know. Uh, it's weird that they have uh, better odds than Schwartzel. I feel like Schwartz would be like 150. I mean, like what has he done recently? Has he played, like. Anything in the last like two months. What did he do? Forty-fifth at my coach he hasn't played in three months. I have no idea what the hell he's doing in, in Europe. Maybe he's playing over there. Who knows? But yeah, I like him more. Uh he's been getting a lot of steam. I like Sig also with that. He's been playing well. He played well at the Amex too, one of those three course rotations. I know they're not really, you know, quote unquote similar, but it is shorter. You gotta hit your iron, your wedges, you gotta make a bunch of putts, you know, some I mean, I guess you can use it. You're really grasping a straw. Any of these guys have pretty similar odds to, to win this tournament. So, I mean, you're just looking for anything to kind of, you know, give one guy a leg up over the other. So, yeah, Sig, Schwarzl, Perez, and more are all valuable to me in this 80 to 100. Right. Well, now we're going to 100. So, I guess, like, 65 to 90. Um. So, now there's hundreds, a lot of guys at 100 to 1. So, I'll just pick the ones I like here. 100 to 1. Uh, Matthew Niespit's great with his irons, so I I can get there with him. Brendan Todd, theoretically, should play well here. I don't know if he's played this course before. I feel like he has. I mean, he's been around a while. He's sixth in the mob, which feels weird because he, feel like he hasn't played well. He missed the cut at the Amex, which is interesting, I guess. Yeah, he's he hasn't played here since 2019. He missed the cut his last three times. Uh, but still, theoretically, you'd think he plays well here. So I'm not opposed to Brendan Todd. Cameron Champ, not for me. Wyndham Clark, not for me. Ah, eh, you know what? Wyndham Clark, 101. Has he played here before? I don't know. I, I kind of like Wyndham Clark. He's 140th mile. I haven't been betting him at all. I really don't play him that much. Did come in 13th at the Amex. I, I faded him there, so I guess he kind of hurt me. they 18th. He came 18th last year, 61st the year before. I mean, it's wedges. He doesn't have to hit a, a six iron. He's got to hit a pitching wedge. So, I mean, I guess that helps him because he's not really good with his irons, but he drives the ball well, whatever, and he can get hot with the putter. So Wyndham at a hundred, interesting. So him, Neesmith, uh, Pendrith, no, I I don't know, man. He can get hot with the putter, he's really good with his driver. He's kinda of like Wyndham Clark, but I feel like he's not a very good fit here. Nick Taylor, I think,'s won here before not too long ago, so I guess he's interesting. I won't I won't be betting him, but yeah, I like Clark and Todd in this hundred range. You go to this 120 to like 150, get guys like Fratelli, Bramlett, who apparently no one's really talking up because last week I guess he didn't play too well. Davis Riley isn't like a fit. Buckley's been a guy that's been getting steam recently, I'm not sure about that. Nobody in this 120 range I'm really digging here. You got Vaughn Taylor, I mean he has a good history here, maybe him. It's not really where I'm looking though. The 150s, Armor Hubbard, Doc Redmond, Lipsky, Spawn played well last week. I can get behind him. I mean, he really doesn't have a good history. He has just a lot of miscuts, so <clears throat> you're really going against the grain with that, because you you'd like to see guys that, that play well here. But I mean 150 for a guy who's hitting the wall well, why not? Uh no one really this one fifty to interest me. 160, Peter Malnati. Uh he played really well last week. Pretty sure he's played well here before in his life. Uh, feels like he fit this course well. He's twenty third in my mile. He's good from a hundred to one hundred and twenty five, which is a very key range. Uh, let's see. Miss cut eleven. Miss cut thirty fifth. Miss cut sixty six. So he came in eleventh two years ago. Did it with the putter then. Miss cut last year. All right, so he doesn't have a great history, but he's seen this course plenty, and he's playing well, and he played well last week. So, Malnati at 160 is interesting. Kadir and Han, no. Now you're below 200 here. Brian Gay, Stewart, Moore, John Huh, Ekrat. Ekrat's interesting. I wrote him down here, actually. Uh, He must have popped on my model. Let me look him up. I think he did. He did. Yeah, exactly. He's good with his wedges from both the key ranges. 100 to 125. 125 to 150, and he's 11th in approach. Sucks around the green. He's putrid, almost dead last in the field. But he's young. There's upside, you don't know, maybe he just comes. He's like, damn, I like this place. So, yeah, I like him. Uh, I'm, I'm in on Ekarat or Ekerat, however the hell you say his name. But uh, <clears throat> I like him. He's young, he's good at his ranges, he could fit this course really well. And maybe he just, you know, maybe the read just come out to him. I'm not big on going against the history, but when you're at 210-1, I mean, why can't he win? He's around guys like John Ho, Bronson Burgoon, Nick Hardy, Dylan Wu, Camilo Villegas, who's another one I like, actually. Uh, he's played well here before. Granted, it was years ago, but he's also playing decent right now. He made the cut last week. Uh, he's 19th in my model. He's had good history here. Before uh, 67 and 33rd. he gained an approach both weeks. He's been bad with his putter per usual, but, I mean, that can change any time, especially in a course that he knows well and has played. In his past, well before, and has played a decent amount too. So Vallegas at two seventy. Also like, uh, Chappell, Bo Bo Hostler, Jimmy Walker's won here before. Made the cut last week at a tough course. Uh, he's two seventy. I mean, he's another one that's interesting. If I'm gonna write him down. Here, uh, where is he? Walker. So yeah, Jimmy Walker's interesting. Uh, Kirk, Kitty, Yamas, three <laughs> hundred and twenty to one. That seems, uh, high. To say the least. Uh see, I like him, and then you get down to this range, man. These are just these are darts, man. I was thinking about Chesape Hadley. Like he pops up randomly in some of these events. Like, why not him? Bryce Garnett, Ted Potter's Juan here before the big old lefty. Aaron Badley. I mean, you got Cameron Percy. He's like fifth in my model, this guy. Which is just crazy to me because I never see his name anywhere. But yeah, he's fifth. Uh, he's good from both the ranges. He's really good on approach. He's four hundred and twenty to one. Um like like why not? Like ten bucks wins you forward forty two hundred dollars. Like I mean if you're a high roller, put a hundred bucks on him. You can you can, you know, make forty-two grand if you want if he wins. Long shot obviously, but I mean he's hitting the ball well. And this model is based on the last 24 rounds, so it's somewhat recent. Granted, you're still gonna get those rounds from November and stuff that are probably in there. But still I, I'm kind of I'm kinda of taking that number, four hundred twenty. I mean, I'm probably just gonna stick with speath and rose. And then come down to like 150 and below and throw some darts. Probably like six or seven of these guys and just hope one of them's in on Sunday. So yeah, that's pretty much it for the board. I mean, it's not it's pretty it's a pretty cut and dry week. I mean, I think you gotta look at this top inside of 30 to 1. You know, plan your flag on a couple of these guys, and then just go down to the triple digits and just make some plays. So yeah, for bets, I took Spieth. I took Rose already at 18 and 28, and I'm debating visading out in Lonto. I'll probably pick one of them. Maybe I'll pass on both. Thegala, uh, if I can find that triple-digit number, I'm going to take him. Putnam, if I can take anything below that 80 or 100 number, I'll take him. And then it's going to be darts, like the guys I was saying. Nismith, potentially. Todd, Clark, Sig. Uh, I mean, oh, I I shouldn't call Sig more and Short will darts because they're 80, 90, 90, but you can probably find hundreds and 125s on them. But... Yes, yeah, uh Schwartz I'll probably take Sig and Moore will Sig, but yeah. After that you go below you got Todd, Niesmith, Clark, uh, you know, Vaughn Taylor's in this range, JJ Spawn, uh let me see Molnati, uh Ekerat, Villegas, Walker, uh Smotherman, why not, Kitty Yama, uh Grayson Murray, who sucks, whatever, Cameron Percy. I mean, the, the winner, there's a, there's a better chance than usual the winner's coming from one of these high triple vision owners. So, that's where I'm looking uh, for that range. So, yeah, Rosen, Spieth, and then I'm taking darts. I'll probably put a piece on Schwarzl, potentially a and or Orlando, and Fagala and Putnam if I can get better numbers. And then it's all darts from there. So, yeah, that that's it for the betting slip. I mean, it's a it, there's a lot of shots at a dart you got to take this week because that's... I mean there's a good chance the winner comes from that ring. So you kinda gotta you kinda gotta do that. So let me see if there's any ownership projections now for draft Let me just favorite six of these guys. So you can pull something up. Alright, let's see if we got anything here. <clears throat> Alright, my voice is all screwed up. My allergies are kinda starting to, to act up, so it's a little bit tough to talk, but we're powering through. <clears throat> okay. So ownership. I McNeely's mean, coming in as the highest owned guy right now, which is just Fucking crazy to me, but okay. Burgers twenty, Tringali's twenty, Cantley's twenty, Stralman, Day, Neesmith are coming in. Those are the guys above fifteen. And Knox, Knox is fifteen and a half. So if you go to the board, you look at the ten Ks. I can't sort by salary on the uh, on the thing yet, which is really annoying because I like doing it that way better. But you can't right now. I got to sort by ownership. So, Cantley's eleven two, Zalatoris is ten eight, Burger ten five, Spieth ten three, um. Spieth is coming in as the lowest own in this range, him and Zelators, Which rightly means I am going to be dropping a hammer on Jordan Spieth and DraftKings. That's happening. I don't even see Will Zalators yet. Where is he? Is he up there? Where is he? Oh, he's, oh him and Spieth are back-to-back. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to be dropping a hammer on, uh, on Spieth this week, it looks like. Because he's coming in at 12%, which is like at fifteenth in this field, which is whatever for a ten three guy. <sighs> Burger and Canley are eating all the ownership. So I'm just gonna be playing a lot of speed rose combos. Rose is coming in at fourteen, speed's coming in at twelve. I mean, that's how I'm starting them. That that's what it's gonna be. For me at least. That 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 seems pretty obvious right there. So the ten K Rangers, Speed and Zalators are clearly my two favorite. I get it, Burger and Canley have a better history here, but you're giving me half the ownership on guys that have pretty much just as likely a chance to win. Um, yeah, those are my two. So, in order, Spieth, Z- so yeah, Spieth Cantley Burger. Uh I'm going to be playing all four of them, but I'm definitely going to be uh, much heavier on Spieth and maybe Zalatoris too. Uh, maybe can'tley I play more. We'll see. But Spieth, my highest on guy in his 10K range at first glance. 9K range, you know Day's gonna get his ownership. Day's coming in at 20. So you know that's gonna happen. Um, McNeely's also he's the highest owned guy in the field right now. So I guess you're getting a lot of Cantley McNeely starts, Burger McNeely starts, which means you're probably gonna get Burger McNeely Streelman, Burger McNeely, Griffin, you know, you you know, you can kinda parse out how this is gonna go. Uh let me see here. So low owned in this range. I mean, what's Tringali? Tringali's coming in at fucking 20%. Jesus Christ. Um, so he's not popular on the betting board, but he's popular in DraftKings. Where's Seamus Power? He's coming in popular. All these non kid guys are pretty popular. Streelman is 19, which is just insane. What about Kisner? Does Kisner have any popularity? Kisner is down at 9%. So Kisner's the one guy who's been playing well, which maybe people have forgotten that because of he didn't play last week, and I don't think he played the week before either. Uh, he didn't play the Amex, but he's been playing well, and he's shown flashes at the Pro-Am, so, uh, he's interesting, and he's only 9%, so Kisner in the 9k range, besides Rose, I'd probably go Rose Kisner, my favorite plays, he's factor in ownership, obviously, but all these other guys are really eating up a lot of ownership, Fitzpatrick is not, Fitzpatrick is pretty low on this board, but I'm just not there with Fitzpatrick, he just doesn't have a good history here. Will I play a piece of him because I want to have that leverage? Yeah, I'll definitely have some Fitzpatrick, but it's not going to be much because I don't trust his history. I don't like that it's his first event of the year. It's a, it's a, it's not really where I want to go right now. Kisner and Rose are my favorite, and out of all these guys, I'd probably eat some uh some power chalk because it's not too drastic and well, he's he's good even playing well, so I don't mind those guys. Eight K range. Palmer I'm not going to get there with that course history. Lanto. Uh, he's not too bad it looks like here. This is pretty annoying how I can't sort by by uh, by salary yet, but I can't find, I got to scroll and find this guy. Right, he can't be this low. Um Ekber's coming at 5. Palmer's coming at 6. Where is Wow, Lonto? Lonto, oh, Lonto's 13. I didn't realize he was going to be that highly owned. So Lonto's 13 and Hout, I like as well. I I can get the now definitely, this week. Although, he's popular, too. He's coming in at 14. So, this AK range is getting popular, too. Okay. Harmon's low-owned. Hoagie is 86. He's getting popular. I like all these guys, but, I mean, I don't know if I'm going to play a lot of them. Hughes is popular also. What the fuck is going on here? Excuse me. Hughes is not popular. He's 6%. So, in this range, I mean, Hughes is... Is look we be getting good ownership on Pereira. Pereira's up there too. They're not hugely chalky, but the eight K range is getting a lot of those twelve, fourteen, sixteen percent guys right now. So I'm not really too thrilled with the eight K range. The seven K range, I mean there's a ton of guys here, man. You can just pick it a litter. Thompson, Rye, Glover, Kirk, uh, Minmoo Lee, Kuchar, Putnam, Damon, Champ Mitchell, Reavy, Rogers, Hadwin, Snedeker, Perez, I mean, In this range, here, I'll throw out a few names that I like. Thompson, Glover, Kirk, Cooch, Putnam, Shez, Perez, Nismith, who's 20%, so maybe not him, Uh, more in sync, Figala, Schwartzel who nobody's going to play, Sig, and Lipsky. I like all those guys in the seventh. And then the 6K Rancher also. Uh, Redmond played well last week. Good for him, honestly. He's due for one of those weeks. Uh, Ryan Moore theoretically should play good here, but he only made one cut so far this year, so maybe not him. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of interesting guys here. John Ho, he, Eckerd is down here. Um, Hadley, I'm I'm going to go back to him because you never know. Random guys pop up, so I'm going to play a lot of randoms down here. Villegas, Hubbard. Lashley has been playing good, but he almost won it last year, so I'll get behind him. Aaron Badley's a streaky putter. He's made all eight cuts that he's played this year, so maybe him or he's made his last eight cuts at least. yulon um, Percy. Yeah, there's a lot of guys down here, man. I'm not going to call. I'm not gonna hold you guys too long here on the DraftKings board. Kittyama, because I'm not really too in tune to what's going on yet. I really got to do some deep diving onto who I like. I want to see these salaries get loaded into the Fantasy Nationals so I can just sort it. It's easier to see than just scrolling and trying to find these guys. Uh, Nick Watney's interesting. I mean, he, he played well last week, at least through approach. Missed a cut, though, but I don't mind those guys. As long as you're hitting the ball well. It's all about making putts after that, which is kind of potluck. Yeah, then you get to this 6K, right? These guys are just nobodies. Tom Lehman's playing. Wow. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, that's pretty much it. I I mean, Spieth seems like just an all-out smash play for me this week. If Spieth has a good week, I'm probably going to be uh, retiring. So, yeah, I, I like Spieth a lot. Now you're getting this. Decent ownership number. And that combine that with Justin Rose, I'm just going to play both of them. A lot of my lines are going to start Spieth and Rose this week. And then we'll kind of go from there. All right, that's pretty much it. Once again, my bets so far are Spieth and Rose. I'm going to look at Thigal and Putnam. Maybe Bezade and Hattolanto. Schwartz will I'll probably bet, which you can find better numbers on. And then just a bunch of long shots. Anyone can win this week, man. Uh, if it's Cantley at 7-1, then good. I lose a bunch of money. But uh, there's a just as good a chance that it's going to be one of these guys from 150 and above. So, good luck, everyone this week. uh, next week, we' kind of get into some actual good tournaments. It's kind of the last sort of shitty tournament of the year. So let's get through this one, try and make it profitable, and move on to the next ones. All right, see ya.